Today's episode of the Sidious Mag podcast is brought to you by our friends at ShoeKicker.com. It's a place where you can find the internet's best prices on running shoes. It's kind of like the airfare site Kayak.com, but for runners. You guys need to check this site out. It's very simple. Type in your favorite shoes and it'll scour the internet for the best deal so you won't have to. Saves a lot of time and you'll save some money too. So check it out today, ShoeKicker.com. My guest today is 2016 Olympian Robbie Andrews. So let's get to the show. Welcome on the first guest to the podcast, and it's uh, 2016 Olympian Robbie Andrews. Robbie, uh, how's it going? It's going well, Chris. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for having me. Um, but yeah, just uh, trying to stay warm during the blizzard, but uh, yeah, overall doing well. Um, so pretty much, we're gonna keep this pretty relaxed, low key. Um, but for the most part, for you, life. Since uh, Rio, how how much have you been able to keep it uh, low key and keep a low profile uh, in New Jersey? Oh man, it's uh, it's n- not much has changed to be honest. Um, still uh, still living uh, with uh, with the same guys I lived with last year, living with uh, Peter Callahan, uh, Anthony Kostelak, Patrick Rolo, and, and uh, Rebecca Stowe. Um, we call ourselves Main Street Elite, and uh, we live in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, uh, right near. Princeton University, um, and yeah, we just uh, living life, man. Training to the fullest, uh, having fun. We got uh, we got two cats over. Uh, well, I got two <laughs> cats over over uh, over the fall, and they've. Uh, that's about the most exciting thing that's happened to me, I'd say. How'd you guys come across uh, that name for for I guess like your your little group? Because uh, I remember it was like a big deal when Jerry's guys had their own. Uh, group and for a while they went without a name i think they went probably more than a year so you guys just kind of collectively got together and agreed upon this this team name yeah yeah and so we also trained with uh with um russell dinkins who uh princeton grad um and so whenever whenever we kind of get together uh, our our house is on main street and that's just kind of uh what we'd refer to ourselves as like when oh when's main street coming to practice and <laughs> and then we're just like oh man we're we're main street elite <laughs> Um, so you're also, so just by the sound of it, it doesn't sound like if I went to New Jersey, which I don't do too often, uh, <laughs> but if I did, there's no Robbie Andrews state park or anything like that after the Olympics. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, give, give it another 20 or 30 years and, and maybe that'll change. Uh, what's, I guess, been the coolest thing you've done since, since Rio? I mean, is, have there been any celebrities that you've met or anything like that? Um, I, I got to go to, um, a Devils game, uh, New Jersey Devils hockey game, which was pretty cool. I got to meet some of the players there. Um, and honestly, I've, I've gotten to go to a few award banquets and just getting to hang out with, uh, Sydney McLaughlin. I mean, that's been, you know, she, she's the real superstar of, of New Jersey right now. Um, so just being able to be at the same place she is, is, is pretty special sometimes. 
What was the White House visit like for you guys? Oh, that was a blast. Uh, you know, getting getting to be to meet up uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Barack Obama. That was a that was something special that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, you know, it was. Uh, so I, you know, obviously I didn't I didn't go in 2012, but um, Don Cabral, my you know my my former roommate, you know, he had gone in 2012, and he was saying how he was just as excited and and just as um, he he felt the same emotions the second time as he did the first time. So I was. Uh, so fortunate to be able to to experience that um but you, you can just see like the you know the giddiness in everyone after they you know meet meet uh mr the barack and and uh and every, uh, it was it was wild you didn't like so even as like i guess for in the case with don like being a two-time olympian he never i guess had a moment while you guys were in the white house or he was like hey, hey Act like you've been here. Like, put the camera away or anything like that. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, there's, yeah, definitely not. Um, I was, I was taking all sorts of pictures. Don, Don was living more in the moment, but that's just probably our personality types. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I, I noticed, I guess, while you were in Rio was just that you, you were there and you wanted to do it all. It seemed like, I mean, obviously it was your first time. But you were there to take it all in. I mean, some some people stay back uh, and, and don't go to the opening ceremonies because you know track is going to be in the second half and they don't want to be spending you know time in a place where they have no idea what the training situation is going to be like. But you were there opening ceremonies. You stayed through closing ceremonies. You went to other sports. Uh, what was that experience like for you? And I guess what, was it hard at all to even make that decision to to just decide like, hey. I mean, this is, I made it. This is my first time. I'm going to go out there and, and, and do it big for the, the whole entire thing. Or, or, or was there anyone ever chiming in your ear like, hey, maybe we stay back and, and, and practice, you know, in New Jersey, then go right afterwards? You know, it's, um, that's something that, that kind of at first was like an instant no brainer. It's like, oh, man, of course I'm going to go for the whole time. Uh, like, it's the Olympics. Like, why, why would I miss any, any second of that? Uh, and then, after realizing, like you know, the logistics of it, realizing, hmm, so the opening ceremonies are on the the tenth or so, or, and then I don't compete until the nineteenth. It's like, wow, that's a that's kind of a whole that's kind of a long time to be training yeah. and <laughs> sitting in the same place and eating the same food and eating seeing the same people over and over again. But um, you know, I it, I think you know, for me, you don't want to take anything for granted, and and I was really fortunate to to make the team and, and I wanted to I wanted to experience it to the fullest and um my uh, my my family was able to come down for for um for my races and that was you know that was really special and and um I got to spend spend some time with them before I got to run and uh it was just you know I, I really wanted to experience it all and, and yeah you know we had a really good crew of um of middle distance and distance runners you know everyone we had a lot of fun, um, and, and USATF and, and USOC, you know, they they had great facilities. They took such good care of us that, training, you know, I, I, training was great, you know, and, and the buildup was was really good. I mean, you know, just look at everyone's performances, and you can you can see that. Um, but I, you know, I, I was very comfortable with the setup, um, and I was roommates with uh, with Clayton Murphy, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice because the 800 was the first half of the running, and the 1500 was the second half, so. You know, for the first half, I was like on a really good schedule with, um, you know, making sure I was being a good roommate for Clayton. And, um, 
Yeah, you're welcome, Clayton. <laughs> but it was it was um ultimately I'm really happy that I was that I was able to spend so much time there. And from like photos and Instagrams that that people were taking, it seemed like once you got there, you were hanging out with with you know guys like Devin Allen as well. And uh, I mean these are sprinters, and sometimes we don't see that 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 sprinter distance runner hanging out. I mean, sometimes you'll see it on the European circuit because everyone goes to places where, uh, where uh, I guess like the, it's best to know and hang out with like the Americans that are around you. <laughs> but I mean, what, what, what was, I guess that like it just interacting with, with some of the other people outside of distances. It, you know, so De- Devin Allen was, it was in our suite. Um, and we had Connor McCullough, uh, in our suite as well, the Hammersburg and, it, it was just, you know, it was just like-minded people getting together and, and just having a good time. You know, we, uh, everyone got, got along pretty well. And, um, you know, we just, it's, it was just a lot of fun. I think for the most part, everyone was just excited to be there. And, and, you know, we had, we had a lot of, a lot of, you know, we, we've known each other a few years now for the most part, you know, I'd never met Devin, but, you know, he had known Clayton for, for a year or two and, um, everyone just kind of, Meshed really well together. Um, so it was nice, you know, getting to, getting to talk to some of the different event groups and, you know, seeing how they, they, their build up to the races is different than, than the distance runners and, and, you know, talking to, you know, some college kids like Clayton and Devin, seeing what, what they're thinking. You know, they're talking about the classes they're taking next semester. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't thought about <laughs> class in four years now. And it's, it was just really such a unique experience to get to have so many, different, you know, types of people with different backgrounds and, and different, um, you know, points in their life. And somehow they're all in the Olympics and, and just being able to, to see what, what got them there and, and what they're doing in the future afterwards. During an opening ceremonies, because, I mean, that was, I, I, for me, definitely one of the most memorable things because it was my first time out there and, and just seeing just how big the, the whole, the, you know, the setup is, the fireworks and, and also how long the parade of nation takes um, <laughs> for you. I mean, was there any, cause you have a lot of time while you're standing down there uh, just waiting for all these countries to come by. Were you geeking out at any point and taking pictures with, I guess, I mean, there was no LeBron or, or Steph Curry this time around, but I mean, there was still some, some A-list basketball players there. I mean, who, who did you kind of like go around to, to try and see? Well, I was all excited about Carmelo Anthony. Uh, so I was actually able to get a picture with him, which was really cool. And then um, Kyrie the Irving. The king of the uh, so, the Olympics, pretty much. Say that again? He's probably he's the king of the Olympics. That's what he, oh, he looked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, um, you know, it was, it, I had to wait a while for that picture, and he was not happy to be, <laughs> he was. But, you know, it, it. I understood that it was annoying to ask for a picture, you know, in the middle of the open <laughs> ceremonies. But he was he was really nice about it. And, um Kyrie Irving, he was the big ticket, you know, they, they had just won and, uh, it was, uh, that's what Clayton was all excited about. But, uh, other than that, um, the opening ceremony, that was, we, I think we played that right. Um, actually, I, uh, we, we, everyone, uh, was making fun of me because I, I brought my camera to the opening ceremonies and I had to <laughs> carry it. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, every, everyone's like, Oh, can you take a picture? Can you take a picture? And, it was, I was glad I brought, I brought my camera and was able to get some good pictures of everybody and it was worth the, it was worth the humiliation, but I, I, happy with my decision. This is, this type of camera we're talking about, it's not like one of those, like, 
not not a disposable lineup one, but what kind of camera? <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a uh, you know um, a Kyle Merber esque uh, camera, I'll say. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk a little bit about the actual competition that that, that took place down there. Um, so for you to get through the rounds, uh, what's that? Take us through, I guess, like the process. I mean, you got to run through rounds, wait in, wait another day for for the next one. I mean. What's what's it like? I guess the the you know the the time in between the races and what's going through your head while you're actually on the track. I mean, this is this is what you've been working for your entire career. Yeah, that's 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 a great way of putting it. Is that you know you you it's it's kind of easy to get overwhelmed with that thought and and that experience is that put all the all the weight of you know I'm I'm 25 now to put. 11 years of running into this one three and a half minute race. And I think, uh, you know, my coaches and my, and, um, and my dad, they were able to really, uh, do a good job of trying to help me just live in the moment and, and realize that the track is still 400 meters long. And, you know, I've raced most of these guys a few times before, and it's not, it's not really any different than any other race. It's just, the, the stakes are just a little bit bigger, but to just focus on on being in the moment and taking it one lap at a time, finishing in the top five or six, whatever you need to do on you know the first round or semifinal, and and try and try and run a, as smart of a race as you can. And I'm sure it's been asked a bunch of times since since then, but we got to talk about. It. I mean, the DQ and uh, reflecting upon that, how long did it take you to to, to get over it? Yeah, it, it took a while, and it, it's um, you know, it, it was not it was not easy. Um, you know, I was I was really frustrated with with um a lot of things, and um, you know, I'm just really happy that how hard uh you know USATF was able to fight for me and and to to protest it so many times, and it was um, you know, they uh, it I believe that you know everyone did everything they could to to help me get into the final, um. And, you know, nothing, nothing you can do about it now. You know, that, that, mm-hmm. that's what, um, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, do I wish I can run that race a hundred different times? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, live, live with, live with the decisions you make and, and hopefully, you know, become better from it. So that's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, I didn't get the chance to run in the final, but, um, you know, I, there's, there's a world championship this summer. There's, you know, lots of other opportunities to try and run fast and, and to compete for the U.S. You know, it's a huge bummer that I didn't get to compete in the Olympic final, but that's, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. And I'm, uh, I'm just going to keep moving forward and keep training, keep trying to, you know, be the best I can be. From your vantage point and, and, and being the person who this happened to, what, What's what's your your viewpoint of what exactly happened on that on that final lap? Um, so I I had spent most of the of the race you know out in lane right on the the line of lane two, so I was doing a really good job of, of staying out of traffic. Um, I felt like I was in a good spot coming into two hundred to go, and I just kind of I saw a, an opening on the inside with about two hundred meters to go, and I was like you know I'll, I'll take that. I've been running wide the whole time, and um, I think I was in sixth or seventh at that point, and I could kind of 
see my way of passing a few more guys. And then once we hit on the home stretch, um, I'm kind of like, you know, obviously I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a huge box now because I put myself on the inside for at the worst time of the race. And, um, I see, I see some space on the inside and as I'm going by, I, I get a little nudge. And when you're, when you're threading the needle, you know, it doesn't take much to throw you off balance. Mm-hmm. And, um, so when I, when I get hit, I, I take, I don't know how many steps off the track, not many come right back on and was still able to, to finish fifth. You know, I don't think, um, getting bumped off the track helped me <laughs> run any faster. Um, but, uh, it, that's, you know, if I had, Turns out if I had, you know, looking back at the tape a thousand times, you know, if I had just waited a quarter of a second and, and gone wide, I would have had the same amount of room. Uh, I would have had more room or, um, but you know, that's in the moment, that's, that's where I was. You know, I was, I was on, I was committed to the inside and I saw that I had some room and, you know, if I just hold my ground a little bit better, I don't get, I don't get knocked off the track. You mentioned a thousand times. I, I, it's definitely not that much, but I mean, how how many times exactly do you think you may have watched that clip? Obviously, during the appeals process, probably a couple times, but beyond that, and then when was the last time you probably told yourself that's it, no more? Um, yeah. So, at, you know, the 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 night after and the day after, I probably I probably spent two hours watching it, two or three hours watching it, um, just trying to get. Uh, uh, you know, my, my point of view across and, 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 you know, Alan Webb had done a great job of, of finding a slow-mo video of it mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, it was, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at it the, immediately afterwards. And then, um, kind of once I, once I finished my, my little break after, after the season, I just kind of wanted to look at it one more time to see if there was any, anything that that I possibly had missed, and I, I've I probably watched it a few more times then. So, yeah, by no means a thousand times, but um, <laughs> I also I have it. Yeah, so I'd say the last time I watched it was in September. And you think that might be it? <laughs> yeah, I you know I don't need to see it anymore. It's it's you know what's done is done. You know I'm, I'm yeah <laughs> I'm I'm content I'm content with it. You know I'm, I'm happy moving forward and and running running the races for 2017. And and last thing on on that in Rio, uh I mean did you watch the the 1500 final from the stand or could you bring yourself to to go and watch it there? I was at the USA house with uh with my my dad, my sister, my high school coach and um I watched it with uh with a couple of the other USA guys and you know, we were just going nuts, man. It was <laughs> it was wild. We, you know, it was uh really cool race to watch you know that's those those are my kind of races to to, i i enjoy watching those um just you you get to see who like the best racers are and it was it was just really cool to see an american win and you know matthew he's been he's been doing so well for so long it's it's um you know it's really cool to see him get fourth in 2012 and then come back with a vengeance and and win it in 2016 now you're back in uh in New Jersey and something that I find really interesting about the way you train is that we never really hear or see too much of, you know, Robbie going altitude, Robbie going to, you know, Florida, you like to keep it New Jersey and it's been that way for the longest time. Uh, why is that? Why is that the case? Yeah. 
I don't really know. Um, I just there's something about about routine that that it's I so do blue really collar. well with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in uh, good old New Jersey. Um, well, well, Princeton, Princeton University, they have the the best facilities that I've seen in a lot. And you know, I've I haven't been to a ton of colleges, but from the ones I've been to, it, it has an absolute great setup. And you know, I'm really lucky to to be able to be a volunteer assistant there. And the training, it's just there's you know everything I need is, is right here. Um, and I I don't. Uh, I don't know. As of right now, I don't. I don't know if I. I might. Uh, we're actually. It's funny you mentioned that. We're. Uh, we're actually talking about going to Flagstaff in a in a couple months. Because um, uh, Peter Callahan, he went to he went to grad school in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and they're they're at five thousand feet, and and he um he felt like he did well. He yeah he did do really well there. Um, so we want We kind of want to see if if maybe going to Flagstaff would uh, would benefit all of us as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I'm just really comfortable. Being home and and I'm, I'm I'm close to my family and you know just having fun with uh with Main Street Elite and, and the Princeton guys and um yeah you know I just I I found a routine that works for me and um just gonna keep sticking with it you know if if uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it right mm-hmm. uh and has your body ever done anything at altitude that that you might know how it, how it's gonna respond. I've run in Albuquerque, you know, I've done right. indoor nationals there, but, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't count as training. Um, but no, I've, I've never, I've never spent, I haven't spent any time at all, like any significant amount of time in altitude. Um, I, you know, my, my aerobic capacity is, is probably my most limiting factor. So I, I feel like I have a lot of room to grow from altitude. Um, so I'm kind of excited to, to try it out and see, see what kind of, what kind of benefit it can give me. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to, to give it a try. Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's kind of feel like my, the biggest, uh, part of my running that I can work on. I want to go back a couple of years to 2013. Cause this is, I guess like back when you and I first kind of met, um, I guess it might've been Toronto around that time. Um, and that was a year, I mean, 20, 2012, you finished fourth and 2013, if we, someone eventually writes the book on, you know, Robbie Andrews and, and his history, 2013 is, is kind of a, a, a lost chapter here where, uh, it was a pretty down period where you were struggling pretty, pretty hard. Um, what, I guess, helped you get over that and, uh, what, what were the changes that you needed to see? We discussed a little bit of it at that point. I guess you were still at home for, for, for a bit. Um, but then what, what, what adjustments did you make to, to help you get over that hump that you had? Yes. Yes. 2013 was not, um, how I did not go, how I envisioned it. Um, so, you know, in, indoor went moderately well. So I, I ran 217 in the K and I, I got second at indoor nationals. Um, and then come out to where I, I, um, you know, I was kind of, so frustrated with with how I was running and kind of trying trying too hard almost you know it's and and I ended up having a, a hernia that I didn't know about you know I just thought oh my groin site or something you know and I just kept running through it and it just wasn't you know wasn't going well but it's hard to hard to run through a hernia <clears throat> excuse me so um I was just I just thought that there's something like way off with with what was going on but turns out it was it was you know something physical that was that was leading me and you know after that year um 
I think I, I needed to kind of branch out and, and see see what other see what the rest of the running community is like. And, and that's when I joined the New York Track Club. And Coach Gags opened uh, welcomed me with with open arms, and he was nothing but supportive and and helpful to me and, and my running. And um, and that's when I got to live with Don for a year, and that was that was a ton of fun, you know. We, we've been described as perfect opposites and, and I, I think we helped each other grow as people and, and as runners that year. Um, and, uh, I think I just needed a, a kind of a, a different, different approach to, to training and, and running that year. And, um, I'm really, I'm really glad that, uh, that gag was, was so welcoming to me and that, um, and that Vidge was, was, he was like, dude, I think that's the best thing for you. You know, he, he thought I just needed to kind of, go out make some friends my own age you know and and just run with uh run with people that are in the same boat as me instead of hanging around a college that i didn't go to and um <laughs> and it was it you know that was a lot of fun that year and and you know i, I improved a, a lot from 2013 you know obviously i was just healthier um but then you know i i kind of had a a realization moment you know a what's an epiphany you know i was like i just need to I know it works for me and, and I know how to get there. And, uh, that's kind of when I, I went back to Charlottesville in the fall of 2014, finished up my degree. So mm-hmm. I'm all educated now. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> when I, when I came back, uh, uh, when I came back home that next, uh, spring, spring of 2015, um, I was just kind of, it was like a clean slate almost. And, and I was able to, to really, get back to what, what worked for me in, in college and, and what, and, and I got to run for why I was, I was running in the first place, you know, because I love the sport and I love competing. And that's just kind of, I've been kind of carrying that momentum now for the last two years or so. Um, and, and it's, it's just been, yeah, it's been, a, it's been not easy all the time. That's for sure. But, um, just took a little bit of time, you know, some people figured out in, in a season, you know, some people figure it out, in in a year or two and and you know it just took me a little bit longer um but i'm just i'm just grateful to, to still be in the sport and and to still have have um so many ties into the running community it's been it's been a you know i wouldn't change this uh, i wouldn't trade this for the world how would you characterize your relationship with vidge now that it's been going on for how many years exactly is it now yeah, so he he sat in uh, my kitchen table uh in two in the fall of 2008 and and told me that i should come to the university of virginia wow. and it's and yeah so 2008 so um nine yeah, years. what years what years are right now <laughs> yeah, so, say, say, say the fall of 16 so yeah you know that's eight, eight eight plus years now that that we've uh that we've been that we've known each other and, and been in contact and um you know it's it's been you know it's been nothing short of special and and you know he's He's been my, outside of my dad, you know, he's been my, my biggest role model, my biggest, uh, you know, contact, uh, obviously. But, you know, we, he just, something, something about him that just, he, you know, he just understands and, and understands about me. Um, and like, for the, like, all, it's kind of cool, you know, going to practice, you know, if, if, if the guys are doing, say, 200s or even 400s or something, and he can just watch them running around the track without a watch, and he just tells them how fast they're running and, uh, there was one time we, he was getting, he was getting worked on. So his, his face was like, he was face down and he just heard our footsteps 
slowing down and he knew how fast we were running. It's, it's just <laughs> weird. You know, he just, he just gets me and, um, it's, it's really cool to, to know that, you know, he can just by watching me, um, he knows how everything's going. Like, so yeah, going back to 2013, um, there was, you know, there's a while where we, we were kind of, we kept missing each other. You know, he, he was out in California for, for a Princeton thing. And then he was, uh, you know, I was, I went somewhere for a race. And so I didn't see him for maybe five or six weeks. And, you know, I kept, um, he's like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. Like, like I can run, I just can't run well. And and just didn't understand. And finally I was able to get it, be able to see him for a workout. And before I even started the workout, I was just doing a stride and he said, no, he's like, stop, go to a doctor right now. And, and I went to a doctor and they said, yeah, you had a hernia. Wow. <laughs> so he just, you know, it's just stuff like that where he just knows. Um, and you know, he's also not afraid to tell me, Hey man, you're five pounds overweight. Like you need to stop being, <laughs> stop being a jerk and you need to, you know, focus up. And it's just, you know, he's, he's not afraid to tell me what I need to hear. Um, which is important in a coach, you know, you, he's, you know, we're really great friends, obviously, but you know, he's also not afraid to, to, you know, make sure I'm being the best I can be because he knows that that's what I want more than anything. So it's, it's a really good balance, I'd say. Last question I got before we get to a bunch of the little fun, fun ones, uh, for you, your style as, you know, sit for a little bit and then kick that was super valuable to you last year. How long do you think that's sustainable before maybe you have to kind of change it up and everyone kind of, do you think last year you, you showed your hand a little bit too much going into now 2017, another world championship year are, are, are the other 1500 meter guys, do you think maybe they have you figured out by now? Um, well, yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, I'd say if they haven't figured me out by now, then they, there's something wrong with them, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, it's every everyone has has their own style, um, and you know, you you can say the same for for Matthews that you can you know everything you you can you know what he likes to do, you know what he's comfortable doing, and if if you watch the the New Balance indoor meet, you know that was a very stereotypical Matthew race. You know, it went out hard, then he controlled the race in the middle, and then he closed hard for the win from the front, and you know, I think uh, people people are obviously they tend to do what they're, what they're most comfortable with. And, and especially if you have success with it. And, um, you know, obviously I, I didn't win a ton of races last year. You know, I still got second at us indoors. I got fourth in the world indoors and I got second at the trials. Like, you know, those aren't, those aren't victories. And that's, that's ultimately what I'm running for. So to, I need to figure something out to, to win races instead of get second. And, um, so we'll see, you know, if that means, I don't know if that's going to mean running from the front just because I don't know if that's something I'll ever be comfortable doing. And, and, you know, you still want to set yourself up to be, have, have the most success possible, but, you know, obviously things, things change over the years. You know, I, I wasn't in last place with a, with a lap to go in the trials last year. So <laughs> things, things are going in the right direction, I'd say. Perfect. And now, uh, we'll get to some of these fun questions. Since this is the first episode, we're probably still working on like, names for segments but i guess we'll call it the bell lap since we're almost done uh okay <laughs> so first thing no one has ever told you that you look like jackie jr from the sopranos dude i've never heard that before um really it, it, it might be it might be a uh a, a, just a, a generation or a couple years too too early for me but um 
you, have you, you seen were the it? First person. I've no, I've never even seen it. Um, wow. I just yeah. So that's uh, maybe that's something I can do with all my free time here in Main Street. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd like it. What about The Godfather? You've seen The Godfather, right? Yes, of course. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's that's I've seen I've seen all of those guys, and um, I'm working on the book. Uh, a friend of mine actually told me to to read the book a, a couple years ago, and I've, I'm I'm struggling to. <laughs> finish it. <laughs> um, chicken parm. Where's Where's the best chicken parm in uh, New Jersey? Oh man, that's uh, that's at uh, my house. You know, I, I make the best <laughs> chicken parm in New Jersey. That's there's no no doubt about that. Uh, actually, I made a batch for us a couple weeks ago before one of our first races, just to kind of get everyone all excited. Um, so that that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say my house for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, cats. Uh, how did you, well, why, why did you decide to get cats and what's, what are their names? <laughs> well, so my, my, I have an older sister, Kristen, who, um, mm-hmm. she's, she, she ran at St. Joe's uh, in Philly and she's still training now and, and running. And, um, she's, she's a great older sister. Um, but she kind of gets, she gets her way. So growing up, she wanted cats. So we got a bunch of cats and, I had no choice but to be a cat guy growing up, and fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, I'm I'm now a cat guy. And um, you know, my my favorite movie is, is uh, Rocky. You know, the, all the Rocky series. But, um, you know, he has uh, he has his two turtles, Cuff and Link. So I got my two cats, Cuff and Link, up in, uh, up in New Jersey now. <laughs> are you a Bruce fan, or are you gonna give me a wrong answer and say Bon Jovi? Oh, I'd I'd go Bruce over Bon Jovi for sure. Okay, what's the best concert you've been to? Uh, dude, I'm not a huge concert guy, unfortunately. I'm kind of I'm kind of a lame guy. Uh, I'm kind of boring. Um, I've I've never been to a Bruce concert. Um, I honestly can't even remember the last concert I've been to. Um, just not really my scene, I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Favorite place you've run? Uh, ever, I guess. And uh, if there's anyone in history you would like to go on a run with, who would it be? Let's see. Um, well, in New Jersey, the the Manasquan Reservoir in Howell, that's probably my favorite place in New Jersey. Um, I just went to visit Clayton over the fall, and we got to run out on uh, Lock 29, and that was, that was a beautiful trail that, that I really liked. Um, where else have I? Where else have I really enjoyed um, have you done Monaco yeah, yet? I have. I did Monaco in 2012. Uh, I actually went for a run along the beach with Evan Jager the day before he set the the then American record um, that he's since bested, obviously. And that was that was really cool. You know, we were just running along the cliffs, and you know, I think uh, I was so busy looking out on the water, I almost slipped and fell in a few times. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was beautiful. Um, basic, yeah. Uh, Leuven has some awesome trails. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. I mean, you can go on on and on. Um, Who's a historical can, figure that you would go on a run with? Oh man, see, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I, I think, I'd like to go. I'd like to go on a run as as probably. You know, typical as it is, I'd like to go on a run with with uh, with Prefontaine and, and just kind of get to listen to him talk for an hour plus and 
about what he thinks is going on, you know, and I just think that'd be really uh, something really interesting from from back in the day. And obviously, mm-hmm. you get all you have all the movies and everything about him. And I just I'm kind of intrigued to see what what he what he's like and and what what he's really got to say. That's that's definitely the safe answer, and that's the answer I think I'm going to get a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> um, final question, and this is a wacky one. All right, you get 25 shots from half court. If you make one, you get 25 million dollars. If you miss them, you do 25 years in jail. Do you take and do you take the shots? Yes, 100. You do. <laughs> yeah. You think you can make one out of 25? Dude, man, I was basketball all-star in high school. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. I, I, that's, that's when I'm very curious to see what the response is going to be. I think it's going to be most people say no. I, I'm glad we have a risk taker in the first episode that says yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm one for, uh, I like to take risks. Um, I'm also probably overconfident in my ability. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> if you give me another minute to think about it, I'd probably say no, but, <laughs> Right now, I'm feeling um, I'm feeling awfully confident in my half court abilities. Robbie, thanks a lot for the time. I really appreciate you uh, taking uh, time out of your day, to, uh, especially during Blizzard. I guess I guess maybe you're not doing a whole lot, but, uh, <laughs> but nope. I really appreciate nope. the time. Dude, no problem, Chris. Thanks for having me, and uh, it's always nice to talk to you. That interview is brought to you by ShoeKicker.com. Be sure to check them out for the best prices on running shoes. And I'll catch you guys again next week.